Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Dr. Ivan Meisner, who is the founder and chief visionary officer of BNI, the world's largest business networking organization. Founded in 1985, they have over 8,200 chapters throughout every populated continent of the world. Last year alone, they generated close to 10 million referrals, resulting in roughly $13.1 billion worth of business for members. Dr. Meisner has a PhD from the University of Southern California. He's a New York Times bestselling author who's written 22 books. He's a columnist for Entrepreneur.com. He's been a university professor as well as a member of the Board of Trustees for the University of Laverne. He's called the father of modern networking by CNN and one of the top networking experts by Forbes. He's also one of the world's leading experts on business networking, and he's keynoted for major corporations and associations throughout the world, and he's been featured on a number of top media, uh, numerous TV and radio shows, as well as print media as well. So welcome, Ivan. Thanks, Linda. I, I appreciate being on your podcast. Great. So Tuts, we're going to talk today about networking, which everybody understands is extremely important, but people don't like it. Why do you think that people don't like networking? Well, listen, some people don't like it. A lot of people do like it, but there are many who don't like it, and the reason for it is uh, what I call the networking disconnect. Mm -hmm. So a number of years ago, I, I um, spoke in London, and there were about 900 people in the audience. It was an all-day event, and I was the keynote speaker. I opened up by asking the 900 people, how many of you are here today hoping to, just, you know, maybe possibly sell something? 900 people raised their hands. <laughs> I said, great. So how many of you are here today? Second question. How many of you are here today hoping to, you know, maybe just possibly buy something? No, no one <laughs> raised their hands. Not one single person. So this is what I call the networking disconnect. When you go to a networking event and all you're trying to do is sell, you're using networking as a face-to-face -face cold calling opportunity. And that's when people feel like they've been slimed. And that's when people don't like networking. To me, networking is all about building relationships. Yeah. Networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. And so if you're doing it right, it's about getting to know people. If you're doing it wrong, it's just about selling to people. And that makes sense. Nobody wants to be sold to. But there are no. so many opportunities where there are networking events and network here and network there. Are we over-networking in terms of trying to build relationships, or, or do we need to be more selective in how we network? So I think it's important to have uh, the right mindset for your networking. And the mindset for me and what I teach it begins with what I call the VCP process. It stands okay. for visibility, credibility, profitability. So, you know, some people are listening to me and they're thinking, wait a minute, I'm networking so I can get sales. <laughs> what is this, you know, don't try to sell. Well, you don't. What you do is you try to work your way through the VCP process. So first you have to be visible. People have to know who you are and what you do. 
then over time you become credible. Uh, credibility is where people know who you are, they know what you're doing, they know you're good at it. They may know you're good at it because they've seen you operate or they know people who um, have done business with you and you've established a reputation. And only when you hit the credibility can, can you get to uh, profitability where people know who you are, they know what you do, they know you're good at it, and they're willing to give you referrals on an ongoing reciprocal basis. So this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. This is a, a way to build a solid foundation for a long-term successful business. And if you go to networking events with this in mind, you meet somebody new, you're not at visibility. Okay, now it's time to get the visibility. You meet somebody you've known for a long time, you're, you're continuing to build that credibility, or you know somebody that you have a great relationship with and you're already giving each other referrals. It's a completely different type of conversation with, with each of those three pe three types of people. I think that's so important. And, and if we think about it for marketers, this is what we do with our products and services that we are marketing. Because if I don't know that you've got an offering, if, I'm, if you're not visible to me, uh, then how can I even consider it? But once you're visible, I have to consider you as a credible, a credible uh, solution or, or alternative. And then after that, I will start to, um, to maybe try your product, to let other people know, to endorse it, et cetera. So it makes sense. And yet um, people, you know, they go to these networking events, and I don't know whether they freeze up or they go to kind of a mode that's, um, you know, that's more automatic. But um, what are the things that people should do when they go to a networking event that, that gets them started on the right foot? So I think, I think one of the problems is that uh, we don't teach this in colleges and universities anywhere in the world. So we pretty much leave people up to, them, to themselves. And everyone is told networking is important. As a matter of fact, I did a survey of 12,000 business people as part of a book uh, I did. The, the book was called Business Networking and Sex, Not What You Think. It was, it was about <laughs> the difference between men and women and how they network. And that in and of itself was, has some really interesting data. But one of the things that we found was that 91% of the people who responded to this survey, 12,000 people all over the world, said that networking has played a role in their success. So people know that it's important, but they're not taught how to network. And then right. they get out there and they get desperate to, 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 to network or to, to get sales. And let me tell you, desperation is not referable. Right. Sure. You can't refer people that are desperate. And so, you know, what do you do when you go to networking events? Well, the first thing that I tell people is it's very important to be interested, uh, not just interesting. So start with being interested. A good networker mm -hmm. has two ears and one mouth and should use them both proportionately. You need to pay attention to what people are saying. What happens is when you go to a networking event and it's, it's sort of this dueling monologues yep. where I get to – talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and then you talk and talk and talk. A great networker is like a great interviewer. Linda, you're asking me questions and you're giving me a chance to elaborate. Mm -hmm. That's what's a great networker. A great networker asks people questions and gives them a chance to elaborate on who they are and what they do. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And the other thing that happens, I think, is that rather than ask you the question, give you time, and then go to the next question that's preloaded, is I think you've got to take the time to – to listen to what someone said and respond to them. Because if I'm kind of looking, okay, I'm going to listen to you, and then I'm going to ask the next question, and I'm going to move on to the next person to network with, yeah, right. I sort of missed the boat here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, people go to these meetings, and they have, like, a list of questions. Okay, so here's my first question, you know, and then, then right. they do the second question. No, you've got to drill down. When somebody gives an answer, 
sometimes, you know, I have a list of questions in my mind. Yep. But when somebody gives an answer, sometimes that an answer is so interesting, I never get to the second question right. because I go with the flow on the response to the first question. So you drill down on that and find out more and more about the person by drilling down as opposed to going through a list. Remember, it's, you know, it's a discussion, not an interrogation. Exactly, exactly. So what do you do when you're at a networking event and you meet someone and you start to talk to them and you say, gee, I don't think this is the right contact for me. They're not very interesting. I don't want to spend time with them. I, what I see very often is people say, oh, I've got to go. I'll see you right now. And you feel like you've been dismissed and you're not worthy. Um, yeah. How do you get through that situation where perhaps the, the person you're talking to is not the right person for you to build a relationship with right away? Yeah, so there's two sides to that coin. Um, one side of it is I, I would I would – Suggest that people be careful in dismissing someone too quickly because mm-hmm. you never know who someone knows. I have met people that I had no idea they had the kind of contacts that they had. Mm-hmm. And so you want to give people an opportunity to talk and learn about who they are and what they do. So don't just dismiss somebody because of their title or because you think that you'd be networking down to them. And I do see that happen uh, oftentimes where people just dismiss someone because they don't know who they are. It's happened to me where I've met people and they, you know, they didn't know who I was and they just kind of dismissed me and moved on. And then at the next time I met them, they're like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea that you ran an international organization. And all of a sudden now I'm their best friend. (laughs) And that's very dismissive. and, And you don't want to do business with people like that. Give people a chance. Learn a little bit about them. Second, the other side of that coin is when you do know a little bit about them and you don't think it's a good fit, there's no reason to, to stand there and continue the conversation after, after you've dug, dug a little bit and learned about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have to apologize for leaving. leaving. What I tend to do when I'm finished with the conversation and they've talked and I've talked, is I simply say it was really nice meeting you. I hope our paths cross again. Um, shake their hands, move on. Sometimes I'll say, can I get a copy of your card or may I give you my business card? And you just make a really smooth transition. Never apologize. Never say, hey, I need, there's somebody else I need to talk to. Just thank them for the conversation and move on. It, it's really pretty easy. That sounds wonderful. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. I don't know why we don't do it, but we don't. So how about when, you know, we've, we've gone to the event, we've met people. What are your recommendations how to follow up? Because we don't want to then get bombarded with a lot of information added to mailing lists. What's the right thing to do to follow up with someone who you've made this initial contact with? Oh, I, I love that question. And so I'm going to give you uh, this. This is in my book, Networking Like a Pro, second edition. Mm-hmm. I call it the 24-7-30 follow-up. 24-7-30. Within 24 hours, I recommend when you've met somebody, and by the way, here's, here's something I recommend. When you meet somebody and you step away, write something on the back of their business card so that you remember who they are. Because if you go to an event and you meet 20, 30 people, you don't remember who is right. who, or at least I don't. And so I write something on the back of their card. If they say something really significant, particularly if they say they need something, and I know someone who can help them, and mm-hmm. I promise them I'm going to make a connection, I'll ask them, is it okay if I write on the back of your card? And I write on it right in front of them. Now, remember, in some countries, that's not okay. Right, in, in Asian, Asian countries, in particular. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to write on the back of the card. But in, you know, certainly in North America, they don't, nobody cares. And so, uh, so within 24 hours, you want to follow up with that person, especially if you promise to connect them with someone. Even if you don't, though, you want to email them and, 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 and don't 
sell to them. Right. Simply, simply reach out and say, hey, it was great. Linda, it was great meeting you. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, I uh, enjoyed our conversation. I hope our paths cross again. Mm-hmm. By the way, a handwritten note is like nobody does that. Right. And that's, that really stands out. So um, within 24 hours, do that. Within seven days, connect with them on their social media. Now, here's what's really important. It doesn't matter where you like to hang out on social media. It matters where they like to hang out on social media. I learned this really because of my children. I had a daughter <laughs> who, when they were in, when all my kids went through their teens, my eldest daughter, she had no idea that a phone actually worked as a telephone. You could talk oh, that's into That's right. It. I mean, that, that's kind of an ancillary function. <laughs> that's right. But if I texted her, boom, she'd respond. Right. I even tried once. I called her, nothing. I texted her, immediate response. Yep. Then when my middle daughter was in her late teens, um, she didn't forget about a phone call, forget about a text. I was struggling. My wife said, oh, you got you to gotta WhatsApp her. You got to ah, instant message her. I'm like, what is WhatsApp? No, this was a few <laughs> years ago. And so I downloaded WhatsApp so that I could just talk to my middle daughter. Yep. Then my son, when he hit his teens, forget about the phone, forget about texting, forget about WhatsApp. He was a gamer. And uh-huh. I knew that he got on Steam, which is an online platform. So I'm, you know, I was in my 50s. I downloaded this platform and I purchased a game so that I could instant message my son. <laughs> And oh, I'd message he'd respond immediately, but forget about the other uh, te- techniques. So what I learned was if I wanted to talk to my kids, I needed to be where they were. And that's yep. a good lesson for networking and, and social media. Don't go where you like to hang out. If you want to build a relationship with that person, go where they like to hang out. Yep. So 24 hours, reach out to them and um, you know, send an email or a letter. Within seven days, connect with them on social media and don't sell to them. And within 30 days, 24, 7, 30, within 30 days, reach out to them, say, hey, uh, it was great meeting you a month ago at such and such location. I've been following you on social media. Really love that post that you did. You know, make it personal. And then say, I'd love to get together and learn more about what you do and possibly learn a little bit about what I do. Are you available for coffee next Mm -hmm. week? And sit down and, again, go deeper and, and learn more about them and learn what they're looking for and learn how you can help them in some way. And whatever you do, don't sell to them. That's right. Ah. Not even yet. If they want business from you, they'll tell you. Even a blind squirrel can find a nut. You'll stumble over that. What you want is to build a relationship with somebody who refers you, not just close a sale. Absolutely. That, that, that makes so much sense. Again, this is all so logical, and yet we don't do it. Why do you think no, that we no, are in such a we're hurry? Not yeah, because we're not taught. Yeah. Yeah. And because we're, we're just trying to get to the – it's almost we're, – we're much too transactional. Let's get through this. I'm going to network with you, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to accomplish my goal is to get 30 networking – uh, you know, connections today, and you're number 24, so I've still got to get six more. So it's that kind of, I think, uh, it's almost like, like getting points in a game as opposed to building relationship. Well, listen, and I've actually created an app um, uh, out of Networking Like a Pro. You can get it if you go to my website, uh, IvanMeisner.com, and, and you'll see an app. And we do give points for activities, but the mm-hmm. points are all towards developing relationships. It's not just you know, if your network is a mile wide and an inch deep, it'll never be powerful. Your network yeah. needs to be both wide and deep. 
So, you know, having something where you literally create points is okay as long as the purpose is to build relationships. You mentioned transactional. In, in the gender book I mentioned earlier, we found that people who were uh, transactional were not as successful as people who were relational in their networking. And oh, by the way, women tended to be more relational in their networking than men did, and women tended to generate more business out of networking than men did as well. Interesting. Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. But let me kind of switch gears a little bit because this all presumes that you and I have met face-to-face. We've had the conversation. I see a lot of networking that starts online, uh, you know, where people contact me, whether it's through LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, or I don't know if it's through WhatsApp or whatever, but some kind of social media platform, Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about, about that, and how do I take those and turn those into something relational? So, listen, VCP still applies online. Uh, Honestly, I think it takes longer to get through VCP online because nothing beats a face-to-face contact. Now, for me, you know, I run the world's largest face-to-face networking organization, but I'm a believer in online networking. I'm very active on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, So it's not either or, it's both and. I do believe that the process of getting to through visibility and credibility at the very least, if you can't meet face-to-face, which is the, the ideal scenario, if you can't meet face-to-face, then you know, connecting via Skype uh, would be the next best thing, in my opinion. But if you can meet face-to-face, especially if they live a long ways away and you're traveling there, set up an appointment to meet with them while you're there. That sounds fantastic. We've been talking with Ivan Meisner. He is the founder and chief visionary officer of BNI, which is the world's largest business networking organization. He has written a number of books, including about networking. Um, if people want to find out more about your books, would they go to your website? Where would they find out more information about you? Well, then go to IvanMeisner.com. That's my uh, blog. Uh, also, BNI.com, anyone who's interested in BNI. And, and um, my, the social media where I hang out the most is on Facebook. So you can, uh, you can find my public Facebook page on, on Facebook. That's fantastic. Thank you, Ivan. What a pleasure. And I feel like we've, um, even though we haven't met face-to-face, we've done a little bit of relationship building today. Absolutely, Linda. Thanks so much for the interview today. Okay, thank you. Um, Thank you for listening. This is Linda Popke. Until next time, um, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.